Hey everyone, my name's Jed Shepherd, and uh, this is a different kind of Smegheads episode. Today we're not reviewing or discussing or whatever it is we usually do um, an episode of Red Dwarf. Today is quite a special day. Um, ever since I was a little boy, I loved Red Dwarf. Um, in the first ever episode of Smegheads, you may remember that my nickname at school was Jed Dwarf because... Um, I was pretty obsessed with Red Dwarf, and uh, people kind of like made jives about it, how I always kind of tried to bring the conversation around to Red Dwarf no matter what the subject was, um, but I never seemed to quit loving Red Dwarf, even though a lot of people wanted me to. Um, and why did I love, love Red Dwarf so much? Um, and people used to ask me that all the time, they just couldn't really see what the point was, or why I was so obsessed with a little silly space show. But to me, it wasn't a silly space show. To me, it was my entire world. Because like for 20-odd minutes every week, I was transported out of my normal kind of London life of homework and complete boredom with uh, the world. And into this magical world where basically anything could happen. And I would sit in front of the TV like it was a magic portal uh, to like a, a different life, to a potential reality where I was the last man on earth and my mates were a mechanoid a cat and a hologram and we just had adventures and uh, and nobody kind of bothered us and that was my little sad little world I was pretty obsessed um, and I used to draw pictures of the crew and put myself in, in it too and I made my own Red Dwarf comic which wasn't very good I'm not a very good artist um, and one day I went into school um, with an H drawn on my head and I thought I was the best thing in the world for some reason I didn't have the ability to realise that isn't very cool at all no matter how much you love something you don't go into a boys school especially with an H drawn on your head and no one got the reference maybe one kid but the wrong kind of kid got the reference and yeah I don't know how I was even even remotely friends with anyone um, I used to buy every copy of the Red Wolf magazine as well and kind of read every page and devoured it um, because I wanted to know what else happened besides the episodes, what happened in between the episodes. And this magazine's always really good with that. I used to write to the BBC on numerous occasions asking them when the next series was going to be on. I think I wrote about 20, 25 letters asking when the next series was going to be on, like every couple of months. And I usually got the reply when they when they did reply. Just check out the TV Times or Radio Times, it'll be in there, or it might be on Teletext, but um, that's not specific enough for me. Um, because when a new series did come on, that was my world. I, I would My life would stop at the starting credits and it would begin again when the credits are finished because I put my life on pause and every, everything else in the world just didn't matter. You could carpet bomb my bedroom and I wouldn't notice because I was, I was basically in another world. Um, so because of my obsession and and putting these guys on the pedestal, I never ever really thought about what would happen if I ever got the chance to see Red Dwarf live. Um, it literally never crossed my mind, as it would be like, I don't know, like winning the lottery or seeing a unicorn or something. And it was way too much for my kind of primitive little mind to accept that it was a possibility that this would ever happen. So fast forward to the present, um, and I'm about to meet up with Danielle Owen in just a bit, if she turns up, uh, who's obviously my podcast. Podcast? She is my podcast co-host, and uh, we're about to travel to the studio to see Red Dwarf being made. And this just isn't a, a small, exciting thing. Because I've, I've, I've had a lot of exciting things happen recently, and this is by far the most exciting. And it's almost like a justification for sticking with this program through all these years, all these decades even. Um, all the jibes that kids made for me being obsessed with 
Red Dwarf, calling me Jet Dwarf and stuff like that. Um, I didn't actually mind that too much. I, I think it's a pretty cool name. But I'm, I'm not a dwarf, unfortunately, or otherwise it would be perfect. And um, yeah, I kind of feel like the guy with the, with the, with a crudely drawn H on his head has some justification for doing it now. Um, and yeah, and this is it. I'm going to go see Red Dwarf being made. Um, and you can travel with myself and Daniela and listen to our adventures. It's going to be a short episode because there's only so much you can say without spoiling. Uh, but yeah, you get to join us on the way. And uh, the sound might not be as good as usual because we're on public transport and we're outside in the world. Um, but yeah, you'll just kind of have to make do for now and just put that to one side. But I promise you there will be no spoilers and you just imagine yourself with us right here on busy public transport talking into a recorder about Red Dwarf and just imagine yourself doing that. It's a hard thing to do to be out in public, be speaking to a recorder, like you're at the Karma Cochran in Twin Peaks speaking to Diane. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you will get frowned upon, but fair enough. Um, so this one's dedicated to the seven-year-old Jed sitting in this bedroom, winding up that VHS tape with his finger as something's gone wrong with the VHS. Um, and it's just to let you know that everything will be alright in the end and that you'll always be a snakehead. Daniela are at, where are we? St Pancras. St Pancras station and we're about to get on the train. With our Brie baguettes. With our Brie and what baguettes? Brie and Cranberry. Brie and Cranberry baguettes and we are going to Elstree, that's the right station isn't it? Yeah. Are you 100% sure? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to covertly uh, record everything on our way. Well not 100%, about 90%. Okay, it's it's fine. There's studios there, I don't know which ones they are. <laughs> Assume they're Pinewood. Okay. Yeah, is Pinewood and Elstree like next to each other? Or? Who knows? Okay, we'll I'm find sure, out. I'm sure this is the right way. Um, so yeah, we'll check back in with you in just a second. to be 
Daniel are on the train right now. We um, forgot we were in the wrong station and we went to the wrong platform. We're about to get onto the wrong train. We're prepared to loosen the airport. No, we're not going to Luton Airport. No, we were about to. No, no, we weren't. Well, we were going to go somewhere weird. We were going the wrong way. We got we were in the wrong station. Oh, we were in the wrong station, but yeah. now we're in Paddington. We we're on the right train. We never got on the wrong train. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Um, and Daniel is meant to be one who's a train expert as well. I'm just currently eating. Um, yeah, so we're now on the train to Slough. And I guess that's the right way. Yeah, we, we Googled. Yeah. Which, in hindsight, should probably have done before have done we set off on our journey. Long before. Um, and then apparently it's a 10 minute taxi ride to the studio. So we're going to get there um, relatively, not on time, but if we don't get there by 6.30, then they won't let us in. Well, it's quarter past five now, so I think we're good. Okay, I hope so. Because um, the guy who has our tickets, because we're on the back of like someone else's full person allocation. And this guy's a stranger. He but just, he'll be a friend now. He will be a good, good friend now. I'm very grateful to him. I told him I'd buy him like a bottle of whiskey or something, but he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Oh. Um, so, but maybe when I get it, he'll be like, thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan, for you. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. You excited, Daniela? I'm very excited, especially now we're going the right way. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and I used to work in. I was telling Daniel I used to work in Slough, um, and it was wasn't great. It was. Kind of the depress very depressing year in the world. Um, it's really bad, it's like dive bars and weird wine bars, and just it's just a very weird place. I've never been. You're not selling it to me. <laughs> no, no. Well, you'll soon get the excitement. Very shortly, about 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Don't you don't you don't look too excited about um, going to this recording? Are you tired? I'm okay. I'll get, I'll get excited once I get there, but I'm, there's, it'll be a few hours before we see anything, I imagine. Do you think we should have had alcohol? It might have helped. I think, I think it might have helped. It's a good deal on Bailey's at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to, to go through life without drinking alcohol every day. So, um, How's that going? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, I've just uh, exchanged it for, for sniffing glue. and uh, right. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I really need coffee right now. Oh, and Daniel is wearing uh, red lipstick. <laughs> I was like, wow. I've been there for a while. I do think I've seen her too many times wearing red lipstick. I know, because I'm usually coming from work and, yeah, a bit slobby. Yeah. <laughs> Looking a bit like um, like uh, Scarlett Johansson at the Avengers now. Oh, thanks, Jay. Yeah. That's, that's a good comparison. Good, yeah, I like that. I like that. Who, who do I look like at the Avengers? Um, you look like Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, we'll speak to you later.
Alright Daniela, we are in a taxi on the way to Pinewood Studios. Yeah. Looks like we're going in the right direction. <laughs> um, Definitely at Pinewood Studios, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on, there, yeah, they are filming at Pinewood. Um, so yeah, so that was a bit of a palaver going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Who, whose fault do you reckon that was? Both, I think. Both of ours, because yeah. I should have checked. Yeah. So big error from, from myself. Um, but this is exciting, I can't wait. I'm going to go, go, go watch Red Dwarf 11 being recorded. I know, we haven't, we, <laughs> we haven't watched uh, a lot of the seasons in between yet, but I'm sure No, we're, we're only on season three, mm. just finishing up season three. Uh, but I think okay. I can just about remember what happened in the last season. Yeah, well I'll, I'll give you, I'll remind you uh, um, if you want to. But, um, I'm sure it'll be easy enough to follow. <laughs> yeah. So the clues we've got so far about this particular episode is that um, it's possibly a Crichton episode. That's good news. And it's possibly, uh, there's a, a lot of green screen being used. Okay. So it could be something that's out in the world or maybe in space or there's a particular massive set piece which involves a lot of special effects. We shall see, see it, yeah. I guess. It doesn't sound like it's going to be like a inside their cabins or anything like that. No. Oh, well, I like the cabins. Yeah, that's my favourite <laughs> stuff. It yeah. doesn't sound... It's going to be like more geared towards you rather than me. <laughs> that's uh, good news. <laughs> no, that's not good news. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, we've stuffed our faces. Daniela's got lip... She's put on uh, some lip gloss over her lipstick. <laughs> this is a podcast she's about the state of my lips. pretty shiny lips now, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we're running late because we were meant to meet the uh, guy who's got the tickets at 5.30 and it's now 5.40, doors open at 6. But we'll be there before the doors open. We'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're looking forward thing. to seeing rabid Red Dwarf fans back in to get in. Yeah. Um, and loads of people in the queue on standby as well, in case people don't turn up. Like us, who so go to the wrong station. Maybe. Yeah, I can't believe we went to the wrong station. We're, like, <laughs> we're, we're not very oh, good. Added adventure. Yeah, so what, what do you think of Slough so far, Daniela? Um, We're in Slough. It's dark. It's dark. This it's got a really big Tesco's. I'm on yeah. board with the big Tesco's. This is probably the best way to, to view Slough in the dark, under the cover of darkness. Because um, in the daylight, it's, it's, it's not. I haven't seen David Brent yet. He's, he's here somewhere. Okay. Um, there's a, there was a good retro computer shop in, in the, uh, the centre of town where I used to go to. I used to cool. work around here. So it's uh, another exciting update on our journey to Pinewood <laughs> Studios to see Red Wolf 11. Um, so yeah, we'll check back with in view very soon. Or if we don't, we'll check back with in view after we watch Red Dwarf being filmed. Because yeah. I don't think we'll be able to do it while in there. No, probably not. Yeah, so we'll speak to you soon, guys.
Destin. So Daniela, we've just watched um, Red Dwarf at Pinewood Studios. Yep. What do you think? Really good. I mean, it was good. I was so excited. Yeah. I'm still excited now. I was really excited when Roma came on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though, so, so let's go back to it. So we're not going to give away any kind of spoiler no. things. But it was the Crichton-centric episode that we all expected. Yeah. Um, and uh, we did get to see Starbuck. Yeah. And we got to see um, the, the bunks in yep. the bunk room. And we got to see what I think is the drive. I'm, I wasn't sure if it was the drive room or if it was the medical room. Well, I think it was the medical room because they had the medical sort of um, implements pl- and stuff. Um, symbols on the door. Yeah, but then they also did a lot of uh, drive room stuff in there as well. Yeah. I find. Um, and yeah, there was a there was a, a bit of green screen going on. Uh, not too much. I thought it would be a lot more green screen from the kind of snippets that we got on Twitter and stuff. But um, the green. The, small amount of green screen that there was was good um, and there are some other characters that um, are in the episode besides the main crew which was cool which uh, we can't give the game away but the ship looked really glossy I really liked what um, the crew were wearing as well yeah um, good, good good outfits yeah what did you think of uh, Crichton did he look like a sex worker this time or? no n- not non-sex worker <laughs> yeah he's um, um, piled on a few pounds since uh, oh, <laughs> His suit did look a little bit bigger. I like the yeah. face makeup. Yeah. But yeah, the suit was massive. It's like they got an XXL <laughs> instead of an XL. Um, but yeah. So right, big is beautiful. Yeah, the cat looks really good. He looked good as normal. Um, Lister, it was great. I'm loving his, his outfit. I think they've been um, previewed in, in pictures so people know what his jacket okay, looks like. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, because um, there's something kind of big that happens to Crichton in this episode, so we can't give the game away, really. No. Um, but it was really, really good fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah. So was that your first time watching a, a sitcom? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was not my first time, but it's my first time watching Red Wolf being made. And it was everything I could expect. The uh, What do you think of the warm-up guy, James? I thought he was good. I don't usually like warm-up guys. Yeah. But I thought he was funny. It was a little bit like a sixth form kind of student, like trying to uh, to get some you know some laughs out of, out of the lads. Yeah. He, he, was okay, he was okay. I've I never think. seen Dapper Laughs. But I imagine that's what he would be like. Dapper laughs, what's that? I don't know. Isn't it dapper laughs? Isn't it some character, some character or person that's like been? He's, isn't it the news that's quite controversial and he has to apologise? Oh, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine yeah. that's what he. I've I never don't know seen if it's him. But some bits, kind of, he's, he's got like three, four hours to kill. So some bits were a little. Yeah, it was, yeah, the um, the dance off that he tried to get he going tried to that make didn't the happen. Do a dance off. Um, I've never cringed harder. I, no, I, I felt embarrassed for everyone up there. Yeah, I felt embarrassed embarrassed for my parents for giving birth to me for me to witness that dance off. It was well, pretty bad. Yeah, but he was he was he was he generally tried. funny. Yeah, he I tried. think. Um, I, think I think when he did when he normal. didn't try, he was funnier. So yeah, hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, there was a competition, a quiz, to win um, a uh, Jupiter Mining which, Corporation Which shirt. I think I would have done all right in. Those questions were pretty easy. Besides yeah, they're all in the, the early series as early well. Early series, yeah. only a few Space Corps directives which kind of muddied the waters. But they, they didn't get them right I either. Yeah, no, so I think I would have been okay. Yeah. And uh, what did you think of Pinewood in general? 
Uh, I didn't really get to see much of it. It looked big. Yeah. Um, dark. Lots of security. I liked as we walked in. There was a, a small forklift truck with Jupiter Mining Corporation on the front. Yeah, yeah. That was great. And did you see as we left? You stroked there, it. Uh, yeah, I did stroke it. But <laughs> besides that, as we left, there was a, a scutter. I didn't see that. Yeah, you saw it. But it was um, it was like a broken scutter. Aww. I don't know if that's a spoiler for later on in the, in the series, but it was just lying there. So we're just speculating. Yeah, but I, I really, really like the look of. I'm, we're on a train right now. We're on a yeah, train I'm from really um, Pinewood really back to London. Yeah, it's about half ten, right? It's quarter to eleven. Quarter to it's 11, way yeah. past my bedtime. Yeah, Daniela, you're usually fast asleep. Yeah, ten o'clock's my bedtime. <laughs> And uh, but I think it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and like um, the the guy that got us our tickets, this guy called Nathan and his um, wife Michelle, um, were really nice. They gave us a lift They're back lovely. to the station as well. So yeah. thank you, Nathan, if you listen to this. Um, yeah, I just I just loved it all. I think I think they I think they should have provided um, free water for everyone. Yeah. And stuff. I don't know how it was in at, at the last place, but um, yeah, I mean we couldn't really get up there anywhere, no. could we? I guess in America, they pro- I bet there would be more like refreshment centric. I've been but to see sitcoms being made in America. No, they don't really provide no? anything. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean without supporting anything, that's the kind of the most we can. So I can't really, can't really comment on anything else. How was your brie sandwich earlier on? Oh, the brie sandwich is good. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. We had a, a bit of, yeah, some crisps as well. And I had, had some crisps and then I had like a mince pie uh, bar thing. Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard of a mince pie bar well, before, but it's, now... it's the Christmas time thing. It's centred on food good. lexicon. It's good. Um, yeah, and what do you think of the other um, members of the audience? Um, I don't know what I, what I kind of expected out of a regular audience. A lot of uh, Red Dwarf t-shirts. Man, that guy that was wearing the kind of Red Dwarf leather jacket. Man, I wanted when I was like 11 <laughs> years old. I was like, to my mum, I can I have that? But they, they just thought it was stupid, and it was really expensive as well. Was it? How yeah. much? I can't. In my mind, it was 120 quid, but it probably couldn't have been that much back in those say, days. For a leather jacket, that's not too bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. I would buy it now, but there's only so many places you can go and get away with wearing a Red Dwarf jacket. Yeah. I festive. couldn't really wear it to work. I think you could do. No, I couldn't go to client meetings with it. I think your clients would appreciate it. I don't think they would. <laughs> well, actually, this is like a, your office because we're on the train and you work with trains. I, I do, yeah. Well, the train lines, but yeah. Can, do you, can you like press a button and then we no, get extra service and no. stuff? We should, we should just sort no, it out, then. Like, what's the point of working with trains if you can't? Abused power. I'm not. I'm not actually working with trains. I'm working for the, the infrastructure they run so on. So do you know about a secret like, carriage on here? Where they get, no, get, like, but do you know stuff? the um, Eurostars have secret carriages? Do they? They've got a little secret room. Yeah. No, there's a. Actually, I'm probably not allowed to say this. Go for it. But there's an uh, there's a uh, a carte blanche level, which is like their exclusive membership, and then there's a secret upper carte blanche level. Okay. And if you have that, you, there's like a little secret room you can use as a meeting room. And how, go do you access, how do you access this? you be like a super important person travelling on the Eurostar, I think. So how do we access this then? Do we, I d- uh, do we don't. Do we just let we them don't. know who we are? Or? No, we don't access that, Jed. Smackheads podcast? It's, um, no. No. That's a real shame. That's a real, real shame. But yeah. So, <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. We might check in with you again when we get back to the pattern. Probably not, obviously. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>